Welcome to the NOLA Podcast. I'm Rue. On this episode, we build with activist, actor, comedian, philanthropist, and New Orleans native from Uptown, Lucky Johnson, who's worked alongside the likes of The Rock, Denzel Washington, his first cousin Tyler Perry, and many more. But Lucky's true calling is to help the city where he was born and bred. We talk about his continuing activism in the wake of the latest hurricane, Ida, and what he's trying to do to help. As always, Bugash has the interview. Yo, B, take it away. Uh, hey, Lucky, what's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, buddy, how's it going? I'm good, yeah. Yes, sir. So let's get started. So talk about Lucky Johnson and uh, his story for those who don't know. So Lucky Johnson, native from New Orleans, up from uptown New Orleans, an actor, comedian, philanthropist, activist, father, etc., etc., etc. Native of New Orleans, right? You know, born and raised here in the city, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it on that part. Yeah, so in, in terms of, of just the, the work that uh, you have done, particularly in the area of service and helping others, because we are in very, uh, I would say, different times where, you know, we need heroes such as yourself to inspire, you know, those who want to serve and serve humanity and whatnot. So talk about just some of the things that you have done in terms of uh, helping and serving others uh, prior to to Ida and during Ida. For sure. So um, Hurricane, actually, I, 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 if you don't mind, I can go back before Katrina. I went through that storm. So going through that storm, it taught me a lot about survival and what was necessary to be able to perform and 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 uh, sustain in those conditions. As far as the wind, the flooding, the rain, the power outages, the non-access to very important things. So when Ida came, we, well, we had a storm before Ida. We had Isaac and uh, uh, Rita after Katrina, and et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't as bad as Ida. Sixteen years later, Ida was was really really bad. So it, it equipped me to be able to perform in those conditions for others as well as myself to have the generators in place to have the water the candles the lights and things of that nature the access to things in place to be able to um, help others but I got to be able to help myself before I can help others so I was very very blessed to be able to provide if you will uh, food and essentials and water and um, gas for generators so that the power could be on the houses and also um, toiletries you know women had necessary needs hampers things of that nature. So it uh, allowed me to be able to help the community in a manner where they were not able to help themselves. Not because uh, they didn't have the ability to, but because of lack thereof. So I'm able to um, perform those duties by the grace of God to be able to be an asset to the community and supply them with necessary things they needed for those food. I did it for two weeks. We fed them with hot food. You know, we gave plenty of water, uh, free gas, thousands of thousands of gallons of gas, um, ice, uh, canned goods, uh, you name it. I, things, diapers, wipes, uh, uh, adult diapers. Um, the list goes on and on. All uh, uh, toothpaste, toothbrushes things of that nature, just certain uh, deodorant, central needs to get by until the lights came on. The blessing was the lights came on way faster than expected, in my opinion, which is good, because my community center was a was a uh, 
shelter for the elderly, for the handicapped, the, the, the ones who couldn't get away, who were just less fortunate, who couldn't get transportation. So I allowed them to come there. I uh, had a generator hooked up so they could have some, some air conditioning and some, some, uh, some comfort. Then my buses, I owned several buses. I was able to bus people out who uh, wanted to go to Houston or Atlanta and Tennessee uh, who wanted to get away. I was able to bus them out free of charge just to get them to their family and friends and things of that nature. So that's, that's pretty much uh, how I handled Ida. Now, I'm still in the aftermath of Ida by picking up trash because we have a trash issue. Metro and disposal is um, really overwhelmed and uh, understaffed. So I've, I've, I put together a team to um, help minimize some of that workload on them. So I bought five trailers, dump trailers. I hired 20 guys and I have two shifts, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. then 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. where we're going to pick up the trash bags. We're not getting the trash can because one, it belongs to the city and two, uh, uh, it's t- too time consuming to take the people trash out of the can and put it in a bag. So if the bag, if right. the trash is in a bag, we just pick up the black bag and throw it away. And so that's what we're doing for that. We're throwing all the trash bags in our dump trailer, hauling it to Legion Fields because the mayor allowed us to dump it there for free. The debris I bring to the landfill on the old road in the east because they take the debris. The other place don't take it. They take only the trash bags. So I'm able to uh, dispose of it in that manner. Uh, I mean, it's admirable the work that you are doing. I was curious to know that were you in contact contact with with the the city administration or metro or reshard in terms of the work that you are doing no so what happened is um i i went i went independently just because i know it had to be done because in my opinion the bureaucracy of things and all the uh red tape to get to these type of folks is too time consuming for me you know they want to they want to you got to sit and meet and show me your contract How, what's your plan and sometimes if you fail the plan you plan to fail so i initially a plan immediately, you know, and just went for it. And it's working out in the in the city's favor. Um, I emailed the mayor, yes. Uh, I reached out to Metro and uh, 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 Richard. I haven't heard anything yet. Quite naturally, I won't probably from them because um, they might think I'm trying to be competitive and I'm not. I'm only trying to be helpful and resourceful, not necessarily competitive because I don't have a trash company. I have one now because I formulated one, but I didn't have one then. So I'm not going to buy a bunch of trash trucks and all that. I'm just trying to alleviate the problem from the uh, massive load of trash, maggots, flies. The stench in the neighborhood is terrible and unbearable because you're going to these people's homes, things of that nature. And um, so, yeah, uh, the mayor responded and said, let's let's have a meeting. I emailed her. Uh, I'm waiting for the email to come back to tell me when the meeting will be. So that way I can tell her what my plan is. And, and if possible, get a contract. If not, that's quite all right as well. But I, I feel as though I'm two steps ahead. So uh, the trash bags need to be picked up first, then the trash cans, then the debris and you'll get a handle on it they did uh they did the trash cans first um that's cool but that still have a bunch of bags on the ground and flies and maggots and, and things of that nature so yeah I, I i reached out but i i just don't keep beating a dead horse meaning uh i reach out once i'm not going to keep doing it because it, it seems like i'm desperate or in desperation and i'm not i'm just simply trying yeah. to help where i can help yeah, let me ask you this because i think that um that, that you have made a, a very valid point is that uh, extreme situations sometimes um, people just have to just, just get the work done and I ask questions later especially when it comes to serving those people in need. Now, as people see you doing this work, what is it that the people of the city of New Orleans in these neighborhoods are actually telling you when they see you and your people actually being proactive in doing the work of uh, picking up this trash in their communities? 
Well, they're, they're being very supportive. They're being very uplifting. They're, they're, they're really boosting morale on different levels because, like I said, it's not just me. It's also a team of guys I have. So when we're out there, they're saying, thank you so much. They're giving us water. They're giving us high fives. And, and they're really, really supportive of the initiative, an ongoing initiative, just to get a handle on things because it's not going to be forever. It's only temporary, which we understand. So it's not, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a temporary thing to, um, to get a handle on it. So we all come together collectively and not through bureaucracy, not through politics, not through uh, competitiveness, and just for the sake of the people, which, you know, a lot of these people are public servants or serving the community, uh, then, 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 then we'll see a difference. So for the community, when they see us come through, they're taking pictures and they, they're posting it on their page, they put it on their Instagram stories, and they're excited, not just because we're there, but because we get the job done. So they're, they're extremely excited just for that, just for that effort, if you will, just for that effort. They're, they're extremely excited, uh, because, they, because it, it, it is a fee that we charge. So I don't want to even think it's it's not free. It is a fee that we charge. It's a small fee because we got to pay some gas. We got to pay the uh, the, uh, the debris. The, the trash bags are free, uh, and I got to pay the the uh, workers and things Okay, so the residents who actually having their stuff picked up, they pay a fee. Correct, correct. That's absolutely correct. And because of their desperation, they don't mind paying the fee because they're in a bad spot. Right. Well, let me ask you now, because you did talk about your community center. Um, talk a little bit about that, because I think it's important that people know that there are resources out here as far as people actually are doing things in the community and you have a space. Talk about your space and what is it that you actually do in this space? Okay, so I'm located at 7196 Florida Court in New Orleans East of the Diamond and Morrison. The, uh, the space allows people to have stage uh, plays, birthday parties, wedding receptions. We also do after-school programs and tutoring for the young folks. We, um, they do yoga classes, yoga instruction. They do exercise class. Uh, these classes are, are for free to the community. I do acting classes. I teach acting, set building, script writing, things of that nature. Uh, there's a church that utilizes the space on Sunday for their services and their worship and things of that nature. In the times of uh, disaster, storms are uh, transformed into a shelter or, or a safe haven for those who can't escape certain storms or certain conditions. So we, um, we, we transform it into that and things of that nature. Also, there's a radio station in there where we do a podcast. We teach the kids how to work the, uh, the machines, the audio board, the sound board, the lighting board. There's a gymnasium, a, a very small boxing gym. That's not really, really big. Uh, we might house 25 people at one time inside the, the gym where we have boxing classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the young people. So we teach boxing, the fundamentals of boxing, self-defense, and uh, the discipline of that and things of that nature. Uh, what else is inside there? There's a small restaurant in there, office space. Um, and what else is in there? Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So why why did Lucky Johnson decide to do so many of these things in terms of giving back and serving the community? Can I talk about that? Why are you so committed, if you will, to to give back and serve others? Yes, absolutely. Uh, my purpose on life is to serve God's people. The greatest prayer is not, in my opinion, not necessarily the our father's prayer, but to be like Solomon, to ask God to bless me, to bless the people. So to be a blessing to the people is pleasing to God. So I, I, I'm not a religious man, but I'm a spiritual man. And I, I understand God's purpose for me 
to be able to look out for his people uh, in that manner. Then that's on a spiritual level, on a earthly, physical level. I'm, I'm from here. I've, I've grew up in poverty and I'm spirited and, and didn't have much growing up. Single uh, family household. My mom raised four boys, worked two, three jobs and blisters on her feet, things of that nature and t- always tired. But she got up diligently and religiously every morning, six, five, six in the morning to go get it. We never was without no light, with no water, and without food we always had. She had no welfare, no food stamps, no Section 8, no child support from my father. He, 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 paid, he took care of his business, though he wasn't a, a deadbeat dad. He did everything that was necessary on his part. Uh, he remarried, and that's, that's, that was okay. But for, uh, for me to understand those circumstances and those conditions early on, I knew it was imperative for me, to, no matter what happened, to be able to help somebody. And I've been doing that for many, many years, even before any hurricane or any uh, disaster uh, things of that nature. I've always been one to help whoever I can help if they are able to be helped. Once I realize they can't be helped, then I leave them up to God because I only can do so much and I only can stretch my hands so far and, uh, with, 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 with people, period. Uh, I'm a firm man. I'm a strong man. I'm a stand-up guy. Uh, I, 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 I try to be honorable and, and admirable and uh, peaceful, if you will, so that way people can follow my lead because you lead by example. So I want to always be a great leader and great leaders, therefore, uh, condition and prepare other great leaders to be leaders uh, and things like that. So for me, growing up and seeing these different things in various neighborhoods that we moved in, because we never stayed in one place. We moved third ward, yeah. ninth ward, seventh ward, the east. Uh, I just knew I had to always be able to be an asset to the city. I could move. I go anywhere. L.A., New York, Atlanta, anywhere. I go anywhere. But I'm still here. I'm still a native of New Orleans. And I'm, I'm 10 toes down, boots on the ground, hand in the mud with the people. Because I'm for the people. I'm with the people. More of our interview with Lucky Johnson after these brief messages. This episode was brought to you in part by... Mr. Chill's First Class Cuts, located at 2734 South Carrollton Avenue, is the premier barbershop in the city of New Orleans. Founded by the iconic Wilbert Mr. Chill Wilson, it continues to be the place where one can receive first class service. So call today at 504-861-7530 to make an appointment. Mr. Chill's First Class Cuts, continuing the tradition of excellence, service, and giving back to the community. Back to our interview with Lucky Johnson. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Lucky. I think that uh, you you mentioned something interesting just now in the sense that you travel, you go other places with uh, what you do as, a, as an actor and just as a person that's out traveling as an ambassador for our city. Um, what are people asking you about what's going on in New Orleans? And in fact, what are you telling them in terms of what we need and how can they help? Uh, absolutely. So I'm always I'm always inquiring about our infrastructure as far as our plumbing system, our levy system, uh, our electrical system, um, things of that nature. It's already be it's already it's always good to be uh, proactive and reactive. So when when my celebrity friends, I've done movies with several uh, A-list, multi-millionaire people, Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg, Beyonce. Taylor, 
the list goes on to Holly Berry, The Rock, it goes on and on and on. Even now, my cousin is Tyler Perry. So and this is my first cousin. And so even in conversating with him about the things that the city needs, you know, we always have these debates and debacles, if you will. And uh, he feels as though, you know, I should always go through the foundation and send it through my nonprofit and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I understand that. But once again, that's time consuming. I have to send papers and letters and mission statements and hey, this is what I need. And then they got to put me in line and I, I have to be, I, I just don't have time. I don't have time. People don't have time. They need help now. So that's what I, when I reach out and I tell my guys that, I say, listen, they need help now. Not, not, not next month. It's now, now. Because next month, things are almost be getting back to normal. Now they'll still have a, a need for something. But I tell my celebrity friends and the powers to be, they need help right now. You know, and so if you're able to help me as your friend, as your brother, and as a concerned individual, uh, a lot of these guys came here to New Orleans, they shot movies, they made millions of dollars, they've used our landscape, our our uh, hotel industry, our food and beverage industry, uh, our transportation industry, they 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 they, they, uh, they benefited from our tax breaks, of course. So all I'm saying is throw the throw the throw, pay it forward and throw the ball back at us in our time of need, you know? So so I'm your friend. I'm a guy that you, we had dinner and we, I've been to your house, you've been to my house and, you know, I've been to your kids' birthday parties. Just remember me in the time of need because it's not me that need it because I get, I'll change the climate and fly to uh, anywhere else, Arizona or somewhere, but the people need it. So just remember us in our time of need, you know? I am the people. A couple of quick ones. Um, so how can, with this, with this, this noble crusade, if you will, what can people do to help you in this? People with resources. With resources, yes. So they can, my email is luckyjohnson09 at gmail.com. Luckyjohnson09 at gmail. My website is www.luckyjohnsoncampus.com. Uh, there's several ways they can be of assistance by monetary donations, non-monetary, uh, which is um, in-kind, in-kind donations. They can, they can, they can, they can send or mail or deliver uh, various things because it's not a one particular thing that's needed. Everything is needed. So whatever they can think of, they can send it. Um, let it be batteries, flashlights, gas cans, box fans, whatever it is that they have access to in their in their arsenal or their resource, it can be utilized. Um, sometimes people say, oh, y'all might not need this anymore. Yes, we need that. Whatever you think it is, send it. If you're able to send it and you're in position to, to part ways with it, if you will, send it. Because there's somebody who needs something. Because I always get calls and texts and emails, lucky, I need, I need, I need. And then, and then with that is on my mind, then I'm able to source it out and find it. Even if it's one person or 10 people, when, once they tell me what the need is, I try and uh, I try and find it for them and things of that nature. So if they can go to my website, luckyjohnsoncampus.com, they can click the donate button if they can't give me something physically. And if they want to donate $10, $100, it doesn't matter. I take and uh, I am a 501c3. I am in good standing. And uh, I am tax exempt with the IRS. So a lot of those companies want write-offs. I totally understand that. I'm not against any of that because at the end of the day, you still have to sustain for your business because once again, if you can't help yourself, you can't help others. So if I can't help me, I can't help no one else. So I have to be able to help me help them. And uh, that's, that's that's how they're able to uh, help. They can go to my website. Uh, they can, they can, they can uh, email me. And also they can mail things or ship things to 7196 Florida Court, F-L-O-R-I-T-A, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70126. And uh, we'll be uh, 
more than welcome to be a recipient of, of whatever it is that they're able to supply us with. And, uh, and finally, brother, I mean, I can say that it's been uh, incredible talking to you. And we as New Orleanians, of course, wherever we go, people are interested in us and our flavor and our recipe because of our lifestyle and the way we do life. But Lucky Johnson, what is your recipe for a, a prosperous, purposeful, and flavorful life? Um, for me, uh, I'm, I'm going to go several different directions for you, if I will. Uh, eating healthy, exercising, meditating, praying constantly, thanking God always. Not, not even at church or amongst, just with you and him. Just your own personal relationship with him. That recipe is very, very important. It is the recipe of all recipes, in my opinion. Um, can't do nothing without God. Can't do nothing without his approval, without his blessing, without his grace and his mercy. My recipe is to be kind to others. Always try and be as righteous as you can. We all shall fall, shall fall short the glory of God, so we're not going to be perfect. None of us will. Um, so do do as much perfection as you can in your life, with your life. Uh, my recipe is to just, uh, if you can help another person pay it forward, do that, especially our young and our elderly, because they're at the last phase of their life, the elderly, 10, 20 years, they'll, they'll, they'll transition over to heaven. And my young people, who a lot of them are lost in the sauce and lost in translation and, 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 and uh, don't have direction, if you will, help them, talk to them. Let them know that there's a different way other than carjacking, uh, gangbanging, drug selling, drug using, uh, rebellion, and things of that nature. Because it's very disgraceful, it's very unnecessary, and it's very inappropriate. A lot of things that our young people are doing right now, other than being constructive and productive, and things of, nature, things of that nature. So... Uh, that's my that's my recipe on life. I appreciate I appreciate your time and uh, and thank you for taking the time out and uh, you know keep doing all these amazing things that uh, as a service to our community. I thank you, brother. I thank you so much for calling me and giving me the opportunity to be able to uh, talk to the people via your platform and just be an encouragement and a motivation and an inspiration from the city. Grew up in the city, still still in the city, and I'm still on my grind to make the city. Uh, just a better place to live, a better place to visit for everybody, for the tourists, for those who live here who want to come back home and visit for Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest and Essence Fest and Crawfish Fest and Budweiser Fest and Voodoo Fest and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I just want to be a beacon to right. it. Yes, thank you, brother. And uh, you have a good one, okay? You too, man. God bless. Talk to you soon. Everybody. Be blessed. Thanks for listening and thanks to Lucky Johnson. Find out more about how you can help at LuckyJohnsonCampus.com Be sure to subscribe to get the next episode of the No Look Podcast for Bugash Amru. Peace.